0: Hello there, my name is Ruben and welcome to my podcast. On the show, I speak to a bunch of my friends about the experiences and learnings over the last 10 years. If you know me, there's a high chance you'll know many people on the show. So tune in to find out more about what they've been up to all these years. On today's show, I'm speaking with Aditi. I met Aditi back in 2014 in college and we've kept in touch, well sort of. This conversation was a rather interesting one, because it had been a few years since we had last spoken. She tells me about her big move to Bombay, her newfound passion of studying cities, and advice she'd give her 20-year-old self. Hope you enjoy the conversation. So, this is the <laughs> first conversation I'm doing with somebody who's not in my batch, and though I don't like to make this about either stephens or either my clique of friends but that is a fact so congratulations on being the first person outside the the very tight-knit uh gang to be on the podcast to be honest, i don't know how this podcast is going to go mainly because i don't know what you've been up to so yeah, yeah, way, yeah. i think i this, this so is so bad at staying in touch yeah this is so much this is, this is quite exciting because It'll, it'll almost be like what like most listeners will, will want to know because I have no clue. I have like, which I was talking to you on LinkedIn and I was talking to you on Facebook. Uh, Facebook just had happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And LinkedIn had nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Like, I think the last I knew what you were up to was back in 2013 when I left. Oh no, I met Don't. you on that. I met yeah, you we Bombay. in Bombay. Yeah.
1: But wow. I, I, to
0: be honest, I, all I remember is you did like seven or like eight or 20 internships and I never knew exactly what you're doing. So why don't we start? Tell me what, what you've been up to since, since 2013.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. In 2013, I was also in second year. So like I had one more year of college. So I have to start from there. Okay. Crazy, crazy. By the way, I also stalked you on uh whatever LinkedIn, but we'll talk about that later um so uh yeah so 2013 what was i doing yeah we were in second year i mean i was in second year and then of course like third year happened and everyone's like very much like oh my god i have to figure out the next scene how much detail should i get into is what i'm thinking i'm like my emotions as well as what was happening in my life no no okay fine so basically i as you know i did many many internships that's a good reminder because i wanted to apply abroad and then, um, because I wanted to go for a uh, master's from then only abroad and whatever, everyone was kind of doing that. And then uh, that that didn't happen because I got into a bunch of places and then get a scholarship and I didn't want to go without one. And, uh, but then randomly, like I got into JNU because everyone writes the JNU exam, you know? And I also just didn't want to take my parents' money and they were like, FD told me, like, we'll, we'll do this. <laughs> and I was like, no bro then you'll be like uh yeah i just didn't want them to have that say wow that's what's up web that's gonna be horrible for you, you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay yeah yeah sorry and then uh jane you worked out randomly and then uh but i was like really upset at that point because i was like oh i would have gone to oxford or something like that and um and i had not yet to go so i was like whining about it for a long time but uh as it Turned out, it was like the best decision. Uh, those two years in JNU were like really good, and like as we know how things have fanned out, like um, one of the best decisions because right before when all that shit started and 2006, all the Kanhaiya Kumar stuff happened, and it was just like the beginning of the end, right? 2016, and I, that was my last semester in JNU, and just generally like that kind of like um, coursework and professors and just the environment was just like very um, formative for me, and I really. Thank, I'm very grateful that I went there. And it was best decision. Like brain reshaped, a new person kind of scene. So before we, we go on, let just talk about JNU. Why, mm. why did you not go to like Oxford and all? Yeah, I didn't go because I didn't get a scholarship. And those things are very difficult to get also. So I didn't get it. And um, yeah, like I didn't want like to take from my parents because mm. I didn't want them to have that sort of, you know, scene in my life after and feel that kind of guilt and blah, blah, blah and uh, i don't know why we didn't aspire for places like jane and you know? all i think we were in college at that time where, like we had some really great aspirations i feel now i i think like i i don't know the world is a little bit more like i don't know fucked up so it's like people are a little bit more realistic but we were then like oxford oh, so jane or like biggest jobs ever or whatever you know like like calm down but uh, yeah so i didn't go because of that and it, it's a I it i was upset about it then but retrospectively like best decision ever so really thankful to go there how long were you upset about it like a year like my uh okay not a year like six months and then i got very distracted because life started happening but yeah for a while like i was sulking a lot and getting a lot of attention at home and like also because i didn't want to live in at home anymore i just want to move out so i was just like Mm -hmm. all these things and then i moved out also like i started living on campus and um yeah all of that so i living in hostel yeah <laughs>
0: but, but why so, did why were you upset you you didn't want to go like you decided that hey i'm not going to take my parents money and i'm not going to go so why why were you upset yeah
1: i don't know i guess like a bit of me was like oh my god i worked so hard like um because i started getting really good grades also in stuff and then all of that was towards this and i did so many extracurricular things and i was so like planned like, thug, 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 like has i've always been like that and it just didn't work out so i was just like why and like so like existential not existential but a bit like the world sucks and it never works out for me and this and that i deserve better you know like typical sort of uh thinking in that way so because of that i was upset about it but uh yeah all everything works out for the best so and there'll and be a lot more of this uh, <laughs> and why do you feel
0: like best, like best two years now in retrospect
1: yeah, like not best two years of my life, but like best two years, like intellectually very stimulating, and just generally, I just felt like um, like the classroom is like comprises of people from all over India, from very different backgrounds. Like it was so um, like I would be be considered the most elite in that classroom, you know. And like when I used mm-hmm. to drive to JNE, I would feel embarrassed. I would like drive far away, and like uh, that was really funny. That just me being like awkward. But then you know, it's just a real learning experience when the classroom is like uh composed of that right like people like umar khalid when my department not that i knew of him but like sharji Imam, who's another person was arrested you know mm-hmm. so it was and our professors also cared about things like they were really everyone was really concerned about like you know the issues that this country goes yeah. through like caste and poverty and like that kind of engagement that I'd, I'd never like experienced and yeah so all of that like was really good for me uh to learn and think that way
0: when all of this was happening you know and i think you said you, you left JNU when all of this arrests and all started happening, how do you think about all of that? And again, I I don't want to get into like, oh, this is my view and things like that, but like you studied with these guys and then all of this shit happened, you know, what was going through your mind?
1: yeah so you know then because it was my last semester and basically the last semester is really stressful and hectic because you have to do like two research papers usually people have to write one it's so like hectic you have to go to the archives and do all of that it's like one of the most very like strenuous courses and uh, semesters and then all of this started happening so we were on strike there's no classrooms and more than more than that like you feel so demotivated when like people around you there's like literally army around the campus or people like are like sort of rallying outside come like be violent against you or like a government is against you and it just feels like for the first time threats like those like feels so like direct and personal right because Mm. it's like it could be you because it's just like your classmate in trouble your professors are in trouble like everyone is so upset and helpless and we just like spend days after days at like the sort of freedom square which is within january where all of this stuff used to happen and you just like sit there and you know it you didn't feel good about it then a lot of people like ask me later like uh oh wasn't it exciting to be a part of that i'm like no it was so upsetting like it was so to just witness that and just feel so awful and not be able to do anything it was really bad then and i was so annoyed i was just like um I'm not able to do my work. Like, I don't want to fuck up like this and then like have to pay mm-hmm. the price of it later. So it was just, yeah, very demotivating to be honest. Like, things like this demotivate you from like studying more or being in academia or even being in JNU, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it, you're just like, I want to be in a peaceful place and things like that. And although being political is so important, but this is, like stretch, stretching it to another level. So I was really upset that it was all of that. But at the same time, obviously, now years from now and seeing how significant that event was, like, It's like, uh, like, you know, it was important experience to have, you know, given Mm. what, like how things have turned out. But right then I was like, I need a break from like academia. Like, I don't think I can go on like in this sort of environment for a bit. Like, I just, I felt a bit like little, not selfish, but a little bit like now I just want to have like a little bit of peaceful time and like do some real world experience Mm. and blah, blah, blah. So that was also a response to that, you know, like to want a break from studying.
0: So that was 2016 is when you finished yeah. up with JNU. So, what happened? What happened?
1: Yeah. Then, then, you know, first time ever, I was a little confused what to do because I think I was a little distracted in life. Like, I had other things going on. So, I was just like, what to do career wise? Like, uh, I was like, I'll just sit for MPhil exam, blah, blah, blah. Weirdly, I had one of the best MPhil papers. And it didn't work out, okay. Something happened, didn't work out. But again, great thing to have happened because I really didn't want to stay two more years. I really wanted to move out of home. Like, I'd been planning to move out of home since I was, like, in class ninth, And I was, like, up to I have to do it. So then it didn't work out. And I was, like, good. I really haven't, like, thought, like, planned it out this time. And all I want is to work and, like, live somewhere else. So then I found this job in, like, Bombay and, like, uh, quite random only, which was... um yeah to be in this like research agency um which does like research for other like brands and uh companies so it's almost like a market research thing only but like at the same time it had this like ethno ethnography uh ethnographic research like whatever not department but like a part of them just did ethnographic cultural research so i was like you know i'll get to do some uh, yeah some interesting research i knew some people who had um worked there and who also had similar backgrounds as mine so i was like okay can i can just give this a try i don't need to like overthink like what the hell it means it could just be a brief thing i just want to get out and mm-hmm. like at that time it was like like a bit like difficult because i was like because i was gonna go into like a long distance thing and at the same time i was like is this job worth it and you know like all of that because it wasn't some like great on paper thing no like it was just a job so but then um yeah but i left like i got encouragement from everywhere and i left and again like sorry that this is definitely the best decision ever yeah. like both of these are really good decisions after that everything is average but like yeah going to bombay was so good like really good i feel like these are normal <laughs> events in people's lives and for me i'm like best thing ever but was really good yeah, so I moved to Bombay and like, uh, it was really good because I ended up like living with like, uh, you know, two, two people who went on to become my best friends and like, yeah, it was my first time having like friendships like that, where it's just like a sisterhood, family, like mm-hmm. pe- people you hang out with outside, are also people who you live with. And it just, it was uh, quite nice. And obviously all those other things like independence and all of that. Yeah. yeah, we can get into that. But yeah, but the job was also quite good I travel, like, um, a lot because of it and
0: what 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 does ethnographic even mean
1: (laughs) so ethnographic means like um sort of research which is like embedded in like people's lives and like with them and things like that for example like uh, i'll tell you good examples because there are lame ones also but like if there was a research for like you know like discovery channel or something and they wanted to open like their rural uh like rural this thing what is a channel uh, for their rural audiences in India so they wanted to kind of understand the kind of learning habits or knowledge uh, gaps <laughs> knowledge gaps I just remember that one uh, that they would have and what how it would help them <laughs> and stuff like that so kind of just they want a team to do like a cultural study like that but like more embedded rather than this sort of top-down like asking questions and like you kind of just put yourself in their context and things like that and like uh, observe and then you know, kind of semi-structured interviews and stuff like that. So that's like a research method. is very popular in like academic research. But I think within like these kind of like niche companies also, they do it. So yeah, I was more, I was really interested in this method. So um, I used to do that for them for their different projects.
0: Got it. And and what does like an average day at work look like in this job?
1: Yeah, average day, huh? Hmm. I guess it would be like, we'd have like projects for like three to six month cycles. And it would be a little, uh, so then it would have like this component of it doing field work and then you would have to do analysis for a couple of weeks and then come up with a report for the clients and stuff like that. So at the beginning, in the beginning, I was very much in the sort of research part and analysis part and like kind of away from all of the client and um, all of these other business side of things. So I was more like, oh, just like thinking about culture and world and this and that and then uh so yeah so a lot of my time went into this kind of research or like being out in the So which is when i was traveling quite a bit i loved doing all of that because because of like interviews and stuff like i was i really liked meeting new people and talking to them and it was just the perfect job to be able to do that um and just meet so many people and be in so many new different places and um and so that but then because i was there for two years over the years like as you become more senior it becomes more about say meeting different kind of clients and i like, thinking about those questions writing proposals for clients trying to think about those things which is where i think i started losing interest because i was like mm. that's not what i care about uh so uh so i guess that's the daily life i do a bunch of these things and then as you go up uh you your whatever the weightage of things or kind of things you do kind of rearranges itself what's a lame <laughs> example
0: the discovery was oh cool. what, What's a lame one you did?
1: Yeah, a lame one would be like, like FMCG products. So, <laughs> which was like, so like beauty products and stuff like that. So even in that, like they really want to get into like, like culture stuff. Um, but yeah, the moment you realize they're going so deep to understand just like whatever beauty or care habits. I was just like, Oh God, do I, is that weird?
0: (laughs) But it's pretty important information, right? Like for FMCG guys to figure out what kind of soap or what kind of shampoo will work really well in a, in a given, whatever, you know, say a rural area It's important stuff, no?
1: I think it's really important and I really appreciate it because they like someone like Unilever and all, they really just know the life world of like a woman in India. or And mm-hmm. it's usually not an elite woman. It's like a low middle class, middle class woman or whatever. And but I feel like my problem. So I, I like that, that because they kind of also position it as like they're not just like giving them things that may, may, maybe they don't, they don't need, but it's like they're placing them in their context but for me i think eventually for me it was like do i really care about consumption so much Mm. and like that question of like just something that only like whatever just invigorates more and more consumption like does that interest me as a long-term perspective it's interesting to do At some point and to figure it out like I figured it out because of me like this worked really well because I understood someone and but I'm like, do I want to take all of that understanding towards someone's purchase habits like not yeah like I never wanted to do that right so Mm -hmm. so I was like and as in as I grew like was doing really well in that job and I was like. Uh, by people in that job i was put um in these client facing positions a little bit more and when i heard the conversations and i was like oh their concerns are like very different and like we don't align in any way like you know some some people could be very like you know condescending or not not okay not the problem is not condescending but like you just see like their concerns are rightly so in very different places from mine uh so and i was like do i want to use all my empathy and all of that towards those goals so yeah it's very naive and i know the world works a certain way but like i i didn't see myself converted mm-hmm. into wanting that wanting to do that for a living so so you did that for about two years and yeah and and you said it was the best two years of your of your life yeah but i wouldn't say because of the job so much although like like really um great work environment because like really supportive and learned so much and Mm -hmm. traveled a lot and made so many friends and it was also very interesting like uh organization because like lots of juicy spicy things used to happen all the time so i was entertained all the time but i think it was more because of bombay because like um really really loved bombay a lot and still love it definitely number one city ever and um i had this passion from um I guess JNU, which was to be, I was really interested in cities, like, uh, like, which is what I'm doing. I went on to do also in life, like, but I, I had this burning passion for cities and I was like, I'll do anything and be really engaged and like, And Bombay is the best for that passion because it's like, it's one of the craziest, most interesting cities in the world, right? And when I moved there, I think for six months, I was really miserable because of so many things like moving first, moving out first time. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? Always overthinking. And it was like, so like... It was just so hectic and, like, traffic and the house is like, a matchbox. And, like, I was just, like, stressed all the time. Like, I was, like, what is this city? Why does it look like garbage and smell like garbage all the time? And then, uh, oh, God. And then I felt so hard. Like, so, so hard. And I think one of the reasons is... uh, i uh ended a relationship around six months in and i was like really upset okay it was a really bad breakup and i was really upset and i was like i have to like do something like i was like in revenge mode like i have to like conquer the world and like i have to be like the best revenge is like a life well lived or some shit like that i didn't think about this then i would learned about it later and i was like okay that makes sense but i was like yeah and bombay was great because i was just like doing things all the time and i was like this is my passion i want to pursue it i want to know the history of the city go for all the walks go all around the city and then there was like a plan for this fellowship to do like a um Research on like the working class neighborhoods like the Charles of Bombay, so I did that also, which was like an audio visual thing and whatever, with interviews and blah 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 and uh yeah, I, I won that fellowship, so that was also pretty cool, so all of this was just like all of these achievements started are happening, and all a lot of them was around Bombay, and generally like God as much as you can and just live like a really good life, yeah, and then work me also. I was like, I'll just do so well, even if with the shitty brands and all. And then, yeah, work also turned out really well. I started going on like trips outside of the country, and um, which was like rare for people, freshers got to do a lot of that, so that was really good. And I really thank Bob for that. And generally, like, just like lucky to have had like friends, um, like very supportive set of friends who became like family and stuff like that. So, I guess because of that, Bombi was like great, best years. <laughs>
0: how did you move from like dealing with all the stress which which Bombay comes with to actually loving the city?
1: Yeah as cliched as it is but like uh, oh god like uh, it just gives you so much it gives you so much it's like a friend like I really thought of it as a friend of my own who just like carried me through like like rough times best times it was alive till 5am and not because I was partying but just because you could just like and as i think it's important to say this and we've all heard this but as a woman like if you get that kind of confidence i mean that independence it adds to your self-worth that you know i can be out in the world and just do stuff and not be scared and that you know, like this is safe for me and, and just makes you do more things and then feel more confident about yourself. Like I think those two years, like I felt so confident in general was a big reason was Bombay because I could just do anything, you know, that feeling. And like the city is just like waiting and like you can do anything. You can be like rich there, poor there. You really can. And I was like broke all the time and you could still just manage. Or if you want to do fancy things, like go to like town or Bandra, I just like have a fancy time. Like all was possible. And that felt really good. And then you somehow landed up in Bangalore. Oh God, I know.
0: Yeah. So tell me about that. So when did you leave this job and why did you leave it?
1: I realized I love research from this job and I already knew, but I was like, okay, I want to do this more, but I want to do my own thing. Uh, and, I, and I want to do research on cities. Basically, I wanted to just like, that's my interest. Why to do it as a side thing, which I do, but like make it my main thing.
0: Before we go in there. Can you explain to me what you mean by you want to do research about cities?
1: Yeah, so um, just like look at sort of urban culture and like how cities are made and like their histories and why people, because like it's interesting, right? Like in a Bombay or a Delhi, these are very lay, lay people examples, but like people are different in different cities, right? And a lot has to do with like the sort of spatial and social dynamics of that city and they, they enable you or disable you from being something or doing something. So I really like that connect between and what public spaces mean in different places and stuff like that so that kind of was like the broad sort of interest in looking at how cities can really shape like people in such critical ways and publics in such critical ways a society also Especially given why are people so nice in Bombay or why are Delhi people like this? Like, I was just thinking about it a lot, how much it has to do with, like, the city in itself and its history and stuff like that. So that was the basic interest. And I obviously did some coursework in JNU on, like, just, like, history of cities all across the world. So I had more sort of uh, foundation in it. And then Bombay, maybe I did that thing on, like, chores and stuff. And that was also interesting. So I was like, I I just want to do this all the time now. And I was reading a lot on it, doing courses on it. So um, there was this institute uh, in Bangalore called the Indian Institute for Human Settlements. And it's like the only one in India that does uh, research like this, which is like they do a lot of stuff in cities Different people do different things. And I was like, I want to just like probably get into higher ed and eventually do go abroad because I wanted to study abroad. That's not a plan I had completely canned, you know, like I still want to do it. At some way but I just didn't feel ready so I was like okay I'll just like join IHS try to apply for a job get in and then like join and then like try to do apply for things from there because like if I apply from like an institution like that it will also strengthen my application because they'll be like oh she's already like doing formally research on it so that was the plan so it was a very career driven move I was very miserable leaving like it was such a bad decision I mean not a bad obviously I had to do it but I was just like I hate this like this just can't be easier in any way because like i just was too happy there you know and yeah i just felt like everyone was like uh it was like not nice for a lot of people and i was like i'm just voluntarily doing this to myself and others like so yeah but i had to be done you know career career. i'm a career woman <laughs> then moved to uh bangalore uh for the job i mean for that job and then i applied for phds the first year only stupid decision because i'm like moving to bangalore which is a hard enough move then i'm writing GRE 5 days after moving and i'm applying doing apps at the same time PhD apps by the way are the toughest things in the thing in the world like they're probably harder than doing a PhD so doing all this bullshit so yeah <laughs> that move was really hard and obviously i didn't make it anywhere uh, that so, great in the first year mm. so
0: so wait you you decided to move to bangalore and join this institute because you wanted to continue researching cities You you could join IIHS? Yeah, IIHS,
1: yeah. To
0: do what? To study? To work?
1: Oh, to work. They had like research assistant positions uh, and like they were working on a particular project uh, like with and it was a project with the University of Oxford and IIHS was one of the partners and with five other countries. So um, yeah, so they had like research positions opening up in that. One of them was like sort of this urban history thing on Bangalore looking at how, yeah, like sort of this, industrial uh, how a banger would have de industrialized mm. anyway we don't have to get into the details of that but like yeah. uh so, so you, yeah, you decide
0: know. you got the yeah. job you landed up five days later you're doing your GRE and then you've already so dumb, started doing man. PhD application. When when did you decide you wanted to do a PhD?
1: I was like research if I have to do abroad like that means PhD, what else? What can I do? Masters that I don't want to do again. So I thought of all this, didn't think it that uh well because I was like I just This is the logical step. I'll just do it. Let's not think it. So I did that. It has to be better thought than that for sure because PhD is quite a life decision. But uh, yeah, so I was like, I'll do it. Why not? And I saw a lot of people like my contemporaries who really, but who like, who it was very easy for to get in. It was just like a cakewalk. So I was like, Hmm. I can also, it'll be very easy for me. Why would it not? And uh, no, that's not how it works. It's not just your merit and stuff like that. There are many other things that played for you know applications like that but <laughs>
0: fast forward and you got into to phd
1: yeah yeah this then i applied again the next year and then i got into uh, a place and uh, yeah that's so what that.
0: that's what you're doing right now
1: yeah so basically uh, got in and um, and then i was supposed to go in september And then this pandemic happened. So then I was like, I was still convinced, like I'll get to go. Then they were like, no, Jan, maybe you'd be able to come. So I was like, okay, I'll go in Jan. I'll do these classes, which I do by the way at midnight and at 8.30 PM, one class goes out from midnight to 2 AM. Anyway, I said, I'll do it for one semester and then Jan, I'll get to go. But then they're saying, Jan also, second wave will happen. I'm like, what the hell is second wave? We don't have all of that here. Uh, But yeah, they take that shit seriously. So yeah, I think it looks like next September and one more semester of these like middle of the night classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's really uh, fun. I mean, it's fun like content wise, not like any mm-hmm. uh, anything else, but like it's intellectually again, quite good. Yeah, it's in this university called the New School, which no one has heard of. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and um, that's also like a super pandy left place. I don't know how this, I never choose these super lefty places, but like that's where i'm headed to
0: and where is that like where where is this yeah so 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 now you're you've moved back to delhi from bangalore
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: are mm-hmm. you still working at ihs no
1: like part-time but whenever i feel like
0: got it and then you're doing like you're, you're doing a phd now
1: yeah
0: and how long does In this phd life. go on for
1: so officially five years, but then I know that it usually spills over to six to seven years. So I want to finish it in five because I'm I, I ain't that young, you know. I'm 27, so uh, I don't want to be doing this till I'm 40. <laughs> uh, I mean, but maybe like if I have to be realistic, like six six years, six hopefully mm-hmm. six, I can finish. Five would be great, but yeah,
0: and, it's a and long. What, and have you thought about like what do you do after the PhD?
1: Yeah, so it could be like teaching positions, like research positions, but like as professors or whatever, like faculty. And um, that's also something I've really come around to wanting, I mean, being uh, okay, like happy to do and be excited about, although like I have to like, like have more practice at it, like teach like that. But yeah, I'm like, I talk a lot, as you can see, it would be nice to have an audience and talk about things that interest everyone. But yeah, teaching mostly. But yeah, the job market's fucked. So I don't know. Let's see. Hopefully five, seven years from now, things are better. I, I don't know. Hopefully. I think they'll be better. Unless we have another pandemic. Which yep. is quite possible. <laughs> I feel like I talked so much about my life. You know, I want to ask you exact these exact questions, right? You,
0: you'll, you'll get to ask me one question at the end of the show. Um, but I have two things. Before we, before we wrap up and get there. So clearly you've done a lot of stuff, right? You've, you you went to JNU, uh, spent two years there, then you moved to Bombay and that seems to be like you know a big big you know, moment in your life. you went down to Bangalore, and then you're back in Delhi and you're on your way to the US. Uh, when you look back over these you know roughly 10 10 years now, what would you say are the two highlights of this decade?
1: oh man two highlights huh oh crazy how do i think Hmm, highlights but like highlights in terms of life events or like anything um anything huh hmm. i feel like it's like it's not i mean it's going to be from what i already said but like just generally meeting a lot of new kinds of people people very different from me and like in all of these different cities and like um, I think that was that's been great like I, I realized that has been a key part of like what's um, kept me sane and like what's kept me curious and uh, excited is to meet new, new people be still be able to connect with them and um, I know that sounds really generic but just really appreciate like you know not like as a oh my friends but like just getting to see the world through these very different lives from mine and Stuff like that. I am really um grateful that I got to do that in these very different contexts as a part of my job. But yeah, but also just like living my life and um meeting these people. and uh, that and just also like getting to discover like so many different places. Like I guess two in my case and very deeply, but like um kept me really happy, you know, like that's made me feel really happy about myself. And yeah, it's a very like, uh, yeah, just like knowledge expanding sort of thing. That's a lame answer. But it's, I don't know how to say it in a way that's exciting. But these two things have been quite uh, great for me. And I'm very grateful for it. I was thinking about it the other day and that's what occurred to me. So
0: I think another question, which I, I like to get your your view on is. And I'll give you some context, right? Um, when I think about myself, I've had a lot of beliefs. You know, when I was 21, 22, 23, um, and they fundamentally changed now when I'm, you know, 28. Are, is there anything which for you, which, you know, you had a very strong belief and that's completely changed uh, over the last five, seven years?
1: Mm, I guess many things, I'm sure. I'm going to ask you all these questions, man. I'm so excited to know your answers. But one thing is a very recent one. So I don't know if it'll change later. But like, um, I really believed in this idea of like progress. Like, I, I mean, we could just keep becoming better as people doing better. And like, you know, like life would just become better. Like this thing of just expansion and growth and, Um, And these things are all good, but I feel like we were thinking of them in very specific, career-driven, these very society-written rules and, you know, those very externally framed ways and and which is a very linear upward trajectory. And I have just, and that means like saying goodbye to so many parts of yourself and so many things about yourself because you're like, you have to just be better in all these ways, no? And I just feel like that's just not it, you know? There was like, even in that person, like, who say I was in school who was like not say this like uh, up into like achievements or going after ambitions but like a little chilled out sweet person or whatever like there's nothing wrong with that person too like that person's person still there and like there are certain values that you held before also like you don't have to yeah it shouldn't be like this like pursuit of like like something crazy and something for the best or like betterment or whatever like could, you know, you could just be a little bit more, I don't know, forgiving and accepting of yourself and just like, yeah, we should just not be so hard on ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Like, it's fine. Everything, all of these, like, achievement doesn't have to look a certain way. It could just be like a long, like, uh, period of just chilling and, like, relaxing or You know, that's also growth and stuff like that. Yeah, lately I've just been appreciating those feelings. Mm. It's nice to, I guess it's like nice to meet your like family after a while and your really old childhood friends and you're like, shit, I was another person then. And I'm like, I've wanted nothing to do with like that person from the past, but it wasn't a bad person and your roots and your background. Like it's not your fault and it's it's all good. It's part of the whole story and you should appreciate it all. So yeah, that's a, I guess, value change or change in me at least. Yeah.
0: Okay, the last question before which you can ask me one question is Oh,
1: God. <laughs> <I'm excited.
0: laughs> you had uh, two pieces of advice for your 20 year old self. What would that be?
1: Yeah, like chill, chill, chill out, gal. It's okay. Um, yeah, that would be one. Next one would be like, rocket. No, I'm kidding. It's just that I'm talking like this. That's why. I think not be so influenced by others. But I think that you can't control, nah. It's like you can't control that. But like other people's opinions.
0: T- tell me more about that. What do, what do you mean by not being No, mm-hmm. no, no.
1: I think you've got into many things, Ruben. Do we need to get into this? Do we yes. No, okay, like like um, I don't know, like uh, like being uh, like judgment and um like be a little afraid. like little less afraid to like, you know, express yourself or do things in life. Like, you know, people feel shy and things like that. I think uh just like mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, a little bit more conscious of themselves because they're worried about judgment. I think, like in Stephen, like I felt a lot of that, and in general, also, like just felt like a little. Yeah, I wish I was a little less worried about what people might be thinking, but these are like advices you can't like give to yourself because if someone said, probably people said that to me all the time, and I was like, I don't know how to do that. And it's just like, only, yeah, I guess only a future version can just be like, just be yourself because I feel like I'm this. Like, as you can see, but then uh, it's not something I would be very, you know, you, you don't feel very confident to express yourself so easily, you know, yeah. so just to not care about people's judgment so much, like it really helps, just do what you need to do and say what you need to say, express yourself, like that sort of stuff. So, yeah, but that's not easily, easy said, easily done. It's easy mm. said, but.
0: Yeah. And, and like judgment from whom? Your peers? Like
1: elders? Who, I guess who? all, no. You know? or like i'm like i've always been a like little bit of a um, people's pleaser not a little bit massively a people's pleaser so you know like so it really yeah it really matters to get people's approval like friends peers family like so much and that just drives you crazy because you're like i don't have space for so many people's like you know approval and right now like i'm a little bit like i care less but for the longest time it's just been like oh everyone should be happy but that's that's not the case like you don't have to care so much about that but yeah again easier said than done uh, i understand that but it's good uh, advice to get
0: so now you get to ask me one question
1: <laughs> wow man i need to prepare for this okay one? Why only one? One second. I feel like, uh, what is my payment for this? Nothing. <laughs> so, I need like a session of all of these questions from you.
0: Maybe we can do it on your podcast.
1: Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. That's a good one. You like you were so encouraging. Okay, we don't have to shoot and all, but you were so encouraging. You sent me that app also. Okay, do it on this app yeah. or whatever. I, I use
0: that app by the way to to do all of this.
1: But one second, you, for your uh, vlog thing, mm. you use like a special camera, which a lot of social media influencers use because I follow them to see their vlogging. What is that? I bought that yeah, I
0: did. I think I did most of my vlogs on my phone. And then I was like, mm. yeah, let me just buy a better camera because I, mean, it. I was vlogging, I couldn't use my phone. So it was just frustrating. It's equally smart to just buy a second phone because phones are just getting better with cards
1: yeah 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 thought about this thought about all of it okay so i think i would like to ask you the uh, two highlights of your uh, youth three highlights
0: three highlights okay it's crazy how you're calling it the youth it's like we're old now
1: no 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 no. i don't believe in that but 20s 20s fine
0: i think one was of course nivasa Uh, it taught me a lot about what it means to run a business run a company. Um, but it also taught me a lot of life lessons around you know, how to deal with failure, how to what it means to really operate in the real world. Because before that, Stephens and, and Bain were just like bubbles, right? Um, yeah. And also it, it made you think really hard about hey, yeah, you know, what is important in life. Uh, and I would say that was like the start of like really questioning everything you do. Mm, because until Bain, everything was, you know, yeah, you would say that, oh, you would question, but it was pretty much, you know, a very set path. Uh, so that is one. Um, the second for sure is lingo because I think it like truly opened my eyes onto what the world offers. And yeah, met like such amazing people, got to do such like I would never have you know imagined that I would be here. Like by the wildest shot of my imagination. Um oh, I just should think about two years ago, right? Or even like you know, when I like at any point of my life, no way would I have imagined I would be here. So I'm very grateful for those two years and that opportunity. Uh, So that's for sure has been a big highlight. Um, I realize that all of my highlights are very like work oriented, but I think one thing what I've been again, maybe this is just a highlight of life is that I've been very fortunate to do things I really enjoy. I've never like found myself doing a job and I'm doing a job because I have to do like for me work and just because I enjoy doing it has been like always together. Um and to be honest, I feel like third, and this is like post-fitting it, but actually I won't say post-fitting, but like I think this entire pandemic uh and the amount of time I've got to spend with myself uh has been a highlight because it's allowed me to I think go back, uh take a step back and really think about what you know I want to do. Like 2020 is kind of like a momentous year for me because it's been one year, like it's been 10 years since I've been like I joined Stephens. And I feel that was one, you know, it's like one decade over. And as you know, we get into this new decade and you just had so much of time to spend by yourself. Yeah, I think the opportunity is to take a step back, really think about what is important, what is not, where would I like to be in 2030 and think about where I want to spend my energy over the next 10 years. I don't think I would have been able to do that if, if the world didn't come to a pause thanks to the pandemic.
1: That's crazy. I love them. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe you put pandemic in it. That's uh, that's a very positive assessment of it. No, but it's true. What you said is so true. This pause has never happened to us. And, yeah.
0: and to be honest, I don't problem. think it's gonna happen for a very long time. Um Ever, yeah, yeah. Course, you know, many people have lost jobs and you know, people have died yeah. and all of that. So, you know, not discounting for any of that, but everybody just stopped. Yeah. Not for like a week, for like months like it'll be quite interesting to see the effects of that in years to come and you already see you already see signs and ripples of it and even through these conversations like i see so much like people are quite grateful or people have just like you know it, it allowed me to take a step back like it's a highlight for sure
1: amazing am i happy with this answer i'm very happy <laughs> initially when you said so many career answers i was like fuck i talked way too much about myself less about my career but uh no you clarified that so
0: yeah i think similar for you right you just enjoy what you're doing so it's not like yeah the real...
1: yeah it's really not it's so yeah it's definitely different
0: awesome thanks for taking time to do this
1: you're welcome no problem anytime i'm like actually i should have asked like why how did you think of me because you have a million friends our origin story also we didn't get into is because you're a social butterfly you just like pick up friends like i choose you i choose you i'll be friends with you and like somehow you like chose me and my little gang and you're like huh i want to be friends with them like and we can be friends and you're like, yeah. like um
0: And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. You can check out more episodes on Anchor, Spotify or wherever else you consume your podcasts. I upload new episodes every Friday. See you in the next one.